0: to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment, to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now let's get to grinding. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to episode 20 of the Stay Grounded podcast. Man, I'm so excited. We're finally 20 episodes in. Feels like we just started uh, literally yesterday. It's been so much fun learning from all these people. And uh, I'm so excited to be sharing today's guest, Mr. Kerry Smolensky. Uh, Kerry is an incredible guy, actually. He's a multifaceted man, a dynamic businessman, an entrepreneur. He lives in Chicago, and uh, he's the author of the book, Living Life with Passion and Helping Others. Uh, He's done just about everything. He's been in the entertainment business. He's an entrepreneur born out of Chicago. He's had multiple businesses become successful, and he's scaled so much stuff. And now he's really focused on helping people uh, live their passion and live life passionately and doing it through teaching or books or The summit that he has coming up he's got a passion summit coming up we'll talk a little bit about that in the episode but really i was just so impressed with carrie and his dedication to excellence and how he infuses passion into his day-to-day life and how he inspires others to do so too and so super excited to share this episode and uh but before we get started don't forget, leave a rating, leave a review, subscribe so that more people can learn about the show and we can continue sharing this greatness with everybody and really creating lives and legacies we love in our own lives. So um, so yeah, if you haven't done that already, go do it right now. And then without further ado, uh, let's get started. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Well, I'm super excited for this, Carrie. I've been a fan of yours for a while now and uh, you're working on so much amazing stuff. So this is a pleasure for you to be here and for me to be having this conversation. Looking forward to it. Pleasure to meet your audience. Absolutely. Um, so uh, I'd love to start off by just you talking about your, your background, sort of how you got to where you are right now. And, and we'll take it from there on what you're working on and, and practical tips that we can give our audience uh, for how to live passionate lives.
1: Sounds great. So I grew up in a suburb of Chicago and been here uh, pretty much all my life. And I had a unique opportunity in high school. We had a radio station. And that's kind of one of the things I gravitated to along with wrestling and swimming. And the reason for that is I was always into not relying on a team to succeed, and early on even sports it was a very individual effort on on my part and uh, with the radio station i had my own radio show and then eventually i did bring on a team and, and i was involved in the team aspect but in competition, in perseverance, it's always been me focusing on what can I do? How can I push myself physically, mentally, emotionally? And and the cool thing that transpired from that is uh, in high school, I started uh, my first company, which was a, a disc jockey entertainment company. Nice. And uh, that's, still, that's still one of our brands. Um, that's still uh, a brand that you know we still do locally and nationally. Um, and then over the years... Um, I did that through high school and college just to make extra money on the side. And for some reason, I thought I wanted to go into dentistry, I'm not sure exactly why, but... I think we um, all have. Uh, I did. Like yeah. that. <laughs> but, you know, my t- you know, timing is everything and and um, I was in uh, dental school for my first year yes. and uh, the ADA came out with the statement that AIDS was out and you could mm. get AIDS through even if you had gloves, face masks and goggles. and And there were these things called smile centers popping up all over from Sears. And that was like a generic form of dentistry. And I'm looking at my business that was growing, but couldn't grow because I was in dental school and I was looking at the future of what I wanted to do and I wasn't passionate about it. Mm. So I um, went back to undergrad and uh, finished my degree because I got into dental school doing well on my DAT scores. after without graduating, I got in as a third-year student. So went back, got my degree, and never looked back. I, I went to my business full time. Um, went what started as a DJ entertainment company. Um, expanded into another division as a event production company and over the years that's expanded into everything from promotional products to a speakers bureau called the experts bureau and a video division and uh, just on and on Re- really a one-stop source for corporate and social events nice. um, with whether they're global conferences or private parties and um, that's really what got me into that niche and the company the, the production company is by 30 30 some years old and uh the last 25 of those years I've really been in a market of MLMs the multi-level marketing yep. companies um, in the inspirational motivational edutainment space and um you know doing events for Tony Robbins platinum partners and motivational speakers and two years ago is uh when I wrote my book Living Life with Passion and Helping Others love it and you know, the, the cool thing for me is I've, I've always been chasing things and i I think a lot of people out there can uh, can resonate with that because you always want to try something and you feel if you don't try it you're missing out and I was doing a lot of different things not just expanding my business a number of ways uh, but you know extreme sports and right. and 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 just myself in lots of different ways and I was doing a, a conference in California, and actually, um, you—we talked before this about uh, Hal Elrod. It was actually one of Hal's conferences I was producing, and um, at that event, I really—it just clicked for me. I I, I networked with a certain group of people that really made an impact, and a lot of things became clear. And I got on my plane coming back from San Diego to Chicago, and I just started writing. And when I before I did anything else, I put a uh, tagline under my signature line in my emails. Um, forthcoming author of the book, Living Life with Passion and Helping Others. So it was out there. I was accountable. It had to be done. And um, really, that labor of a year of, of just focusing on that book and coming out with it was a way for me to share experiences, talents. And uh, I'm, I'm excited about the journey. And, um, you know, when things become obstacles, or when you're faced with challenges, as I like to call them, I, I don't like right. to use the word problems, because challenges has a, uh, a solution. Um, but when I'm faced with challenges, it pushes me to figure out the best way to navigate that and to make it work. And, um, you know, that's something I think a lot of people are, are always a fear, there's a fear of failure. And uh, whatever that fear is to fail at, unless you fail, you're not going to succeed. And failure to me is a way of learning what not to do again. You know, if you're trying the same thing over and over and expecting different results, that's insanity. But, you know, it's
0: just a matter of uh, your your focus, your perspective, and your perseverance. Right. And I, I love that. And one thing I love about your story is that you came out of school and it seemingly have just built a brand. You just kept building brands, doing new things with the same type of fervor, do you feel like it's always been you kind of doing what you just did, sort of visualizing it, putting it out of the universe and then working towards it? Has that been a consistent practice for you or has that been something that sort of came later on as you became wiser uh, through through failures? I think it was a learning experience
1: and I think that the evolution of me always want, wanting to reinvent myself is part of the reason that uh, one of my brands, Mobile Music, um, is still, 40 years later, uh, booked three years in advance. So we have amazing DJs, MCs, dancers, and talent. Um, I created another uh, brand about 13 years ago just because I wanted something different. I wanted, I was right. looking for how do we get to the next level. So that next level became Storm Interactive Entertainment. And we, we layered on top of everything mobile music did, Cirque performers, live musicians, beatboxers, rappers, on and on, vocalist. So, so you know, the evolution of anything I'm putting my name on or anything I'm involved in is really um, something that I want to be proud of and not stagnant. And it has to keep evolving. and And that that's really the uh, the trend, even in our production. You know, we've we've made a significant uh, decision about two years ago to really focus on the clients that appreciate us. Yeah, and absolutely that that made a huge difference as well and then um it, you know instead of getting into the war of the race to the bottom and being the cheapest and and getting the business but what value is that um, we've really set ourselves in a, in a niche that even our production company we're not just a production company we're a one-stop source and for our clients we understand their culture we keep consistency in their culture and the way that we produce the event, the way that we motivate the attendees, and the way that it looks, and and it's all congruent with their brand, whether they're doing one event a year or 25 events a year. And that. and that's the cool part. Because if if you're a if you're a speaker on stage, you know what you need. And, yeah. and <laughs> both on stage and behind the scenes, right? We want to support. The speakers on stage, however possible, and that's that's always being in tune. It's always anticipating, and when something happens that you don't expect, knowing how to deal with it in a seamless way, where you know the issue solved, no one knows the difference, and yeah, you've done a special manner.
0: Carrie, I um, I'm I'm curious. You you have this like this dedication to. wanting to evolve. You said that a couple times, and I read that in your bio as well, just this this dedication to evolving. How do you nurture that on a daily basis? Is there other rituals that you practice to to be in line with this concept of evolution for personal self and business? Or um, how does that sort of show up for you? I I think it's a
1: a combination of a number of practices. Number one, I, I really believe that life is way too short. And, you know, half the people think they're too young to do something. Half people think they're too old. A lot of people end up not doing the things that they wanted to do. And Mm -hmm. then at the end of the days, there's regret. And that's something I don't want to have. I I don't want to regret having tried something. And, you know, you never regret those things you've tried, whether you've succeeded or failed, you never regret it, but you regret the things you haven't tried. And I, I think it's a combination of... Constantly expanding my circle of influence, uh, constantly reevaluating any negative influences and addressing those and, and not having those as part of my world, you know, in, in that sense. Um, and, and really just to be conscious of having, having intent to always strive for greatness and that you can strive for perfection. That doesn't mean you're going to achieve it. You know the human condition is not perfect, just like we're not made to multitask, but we do it. Right. Um, you, you know, but that that and that's not saying a lot. That's just um, how technology is um, is directing us right now. Right. But but I think it's being aware of your brand. Everyone has a brand, and uh, mine is really uh, if I were to call it a brand, it would be produced with passion, and. Whether that's speaking, whether that's events, whether it's entertaining, whether it's putting on a conference, whether it's supporting other people or, you know, whether it's even, even spending time with loved ones, family, friends, um, you want to be intentional about it and you want to be
0: all in and whatever you're doing, you want to be present a hundred percent. And that's, that's part of it. That's awesome. And I, what I, what I took away from that was that you have this personal brand that you've created for yourself. That's. Beyond anything you've done in business, it shows up in business and it shows up in the events you produce, but this is your personal brand. How do you for people who who and I think that's an amazing concept just for about anybody? Um, it doesn't matter if you're uh somebody who's out there doing huge things in the world or if you're living a life of passion, how do you create your own personal brand? Like how do you find that thing that makes you tick and you just commit to it every day at a level where it shows up in every part of your life?
1: Well, what when I started writing my book on the plane. What I realized is is it wasn't that I was missing anything in my life, that I was chasing all these things and wanting to do all these things. It was that I was really passionate about experiencing life. Mm. So it was almost an aha moment. Like, what am I looking after? No, I'm looking after experiences. You know, just because you put in your 10,000 hours in something and become an expert, does that mean that's all you can do? You know, so I... I believe, I, I've put my 10,000 hours in on a number of things, and it's a matter of what hat you're wearing. And again, jumping back to the multitasking, you don't want to wear many hats at the same time, but when you're wearing one hat, and you're focused on a particular task or persona, or whatever your brand is, or whatever you're doing, if you're doing that full out, then you're gonna be the best version of yourself in that sense. And as long as the different brands that I have are very synergistic and they complement each other, then it makes sense. If all of a sudden I choose to do something, you know, out of left field, then it's, it's not Yeah, It it, it won't make sense. So that's, that's a big part of it too. And it's, it's really that self-realization. It's not just coming up with something. It's, it's really believing it. And, and for all these years, that's how I've lived my life. It was just a matter of, kind of identifying it and understanding you know okay we started with a job then you go to a career and then you have your calling and with me at least pursuing passion and living life with passion
0: helping others is really uh what i would consider my calling i love that and that's that's that, that makes me feel really good just to hear it um because i think living with passion is one of the most important things we can do not only for the people around us but for ourselves um, so how does so the people around you? I mean, tell me about your network of influence. Like, do you have mentors? Are you uh, how do you keep yourself accountable to this standard that you've set for yourself with uh, the personal goals you keep and, and kind of where you are in your life?
1: I tend to have a huge to do list, which keeps adding. And, and, and by the way, everyone has that. The difference is trying not to obsess about it Mm. because when we die, we're always going to have a to-do list and somehow life is going to continue without us. So (laughs) you don't want, you don't want to have too big of a a head around that. But I think that my to-do list is more about all the things I want to do or accomplish. And, and even if it's a process of writing it down, it may not even happen, but these are ideas. And I do, surround myself with people that really have a positive outlook on life that, and and I'm fortunate to have a large amount of my friends in the motivational community, inspirational community. Uh, Again, um, you know, people like uh, John Vroman, people like Hal Elrod, people like Berghoff, um, you know, those, even people that don't speak. There's someone uh, who's been a friend of mine for years, uh, John Kane, who's... Who works with one of my clients? Um, they, one of my longest-lasting clients, uh, from us twenty-nine years now, uh, is a, a huge influence. And there's there's people that you come across in your life that, with me, if I'm going to have a relationship, whether it's a working relationship or a personal relationship, I, I don't separate those. Mm. Um, if I'm working with someone, there's a friendship there too because you want to be friends. You have to enjoy who you're working with, right? right? And especially in the motivational, inspirational space, there's, there's people that are, are always at that level or trying to be at that level. And if you are with those people, as opposed to people that are always negative or people that will shoot down an idea, as long as you talk, as soon as you bring it up, right. That's not really, um, helping with, with your own growth. And, uh, you know, my, my wife is, uh, extremely supportive of everything I do. And she's one of the strongest women that I know. Um, and, and and it's it's who you surround yourself with, um, who you set an example for, your children, how they perceive you. Um, and you know, and it, it's just it's just a matter of your your focus, of, of planning weekly, daily, um, knowing, knowing that, and, and, and one of my issues for a long time was, you know, I would plan my week or my day, and then there would right. be an open spot. And yes. I would quickly look to fill it. And over the years, I've realized, well, you should fill those open spots in advance with time for yourself. Ooh. Because I was so used to doing things for others or, or saying yes, if someone needed something that, uh, you know, your day goes by, your week goes by and you never made time for those workouts. You never made time for you or your significant other or anything else. So um, I
0: think a big part of that growth was learning how to say no as well. I love, oh my gosh, that's such an important message. And I think something that a lot of people, including myself in the audience, need to be reminded of uh, more. Um, it's By the way,
1: it's, you know, let, me, let me touch on that for a second. It's not easy because you always want to help people And I would say that there are some people out there who use your help as a crutch Mm. and they really don't need it, but it's easier if you did it than they did it. So one suggestion I can give is if someone asks you for something, to do something, to help with something, um, ask them to send you an email about it, ask Mm. them to send it and and put the information that they need in the email. because a lot of times it's very easy for people to say something yeah. and they may have something a task and now they tell it to you and it's off their plate. Well, yeah. you didn't write it down. You know, you, you're thinking of a thousand things and maybe you don't remember that right away. So just by the task of asking them to email you or send you some information about what
0: they need, half the people right off the bat are not gonna send you that email. I love that. That's, that's so smart. And you're right. They won't because once it's off their mind, it's, it's out of sight, out of mind. Um, that's, that's, that's awesome. And I want to touch on something you brought up, which is, uh, something that we, that I personally try to to live is making time for yourself. Um, what are some of those daily non-negotiables in your life that you do for yourself, uh, to keep yourself going and positive and upbeat and, 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 and living passionately?
1: Well, I think uh, a combination of just your own downtime. And for some people, it might be meditation, it might be yoga, you know, it might be stretching. Um, Others, it's working out, it's walking, it's running, it's it's whatever it is. But I, I think whatever resonates for each person is the right thing. You know, for me, it's it's interesting. I, I don't really have the same rituals on a daily basis just because my schedule is pretty crazy. If I'm mm. if I'm running a, a conference with my team, um, I could have two people with me. I could have 35 people with me. Right. Um, we may be starting at 6 in the morning and ending at midnight. Uh, we recently did an event where uh, we had to start setting up at 3 in the morning. Wow. And I was in teams and the event went till 6 the next day. So it, it's difficult with with the schedule of travel and, and with me, I produce events, I speak, I entertain, I, I do a lot of different things. So I try to look at it as a weekly um, a schedule. So I try to work out three to four times a week minimum. I always watch, like my routines are more about what I put into my body mm. now there's many ways of looking at it. Um, I try to drink about a gallon a day. I still, I'm about three quarters of that. I, yeah, it's
0: hard. That's a, a gallon's pretty big.
1: <laughs> you know, one of the uh, people speaking at the summit is, uh, is my trainer, Alex Hayden. And um, who's a friend of mine as well. And, and the, the biggest thing I, I gained when I started working with him was to cut out dairy, mm. which, I love dairy, but I've cut it out. Um, and, and also to really watch sugar content on things that you're not even putting in sugar. So those things made a big difference. And uh, I'm just aware of what I'm putting into my body as far as fuel. I'm aware of knowledge and information. You know, there's just because it's on the internet doesn't mean that it's true. Um, and just because someone says something doesn't mean that that's gospel. You know, it, it's a matter of you know what are you taking in mentally, what are you taking in spiritually. What you know, I I try to uh, you know go to yoga once a week or so um, on the weekends when I'm when I'm in town. Otherwise, there's there's. Um, things I'll bring with me so that when I'm traveling, I either use a gym at a hotel or in the room. So I'm I'm just just aware personally about that. And, uh, you know, between my travel schedule and our daily schedule, as my wife runs, you know, one of the the businesses here in the promotional product side, um, Custom Specialty Promotions. So we both have crazy schedules. But when we go on vacation or when we spend time alone, we're able to shut off the phones, we're able to be disconnected, we're able to be fully present. And I think that's, that, that's important, even if you're just taking off 15 minutes, half an hour or an hour, um, whatever it is, to just unplug and, and, and reground yourself, focus on
0: you. I think that's so important. One thing I've been practicing recently is, anytime I feel myself get really kind of overwhelmed, is breathing. Um, I'll take a, I'll take a minute and I'll just, just do a quick, close my eyes and breathe. And all of a sudden I feel myself feel better, but it can be something as simple as that. Um, it doesn't have to be something, um, grandiose, uh, which is such an important message. I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, I do want to talk about your, your summit. So you mentioned that your trainer is going to be there. Um, what's your summit about? I imagine it's something very passionate, but I'll let you sort of explain it.
1: It is. It's, uh, it's exciting because it's the realization of my book, living life with passion, helping others. And as such, it's showing people how to live in a bigger way, how to be big, bigger things, how to, um, dream bigger in, in anything that they're doing. And, and and with that, it's everything from taking care of yourself on a physical, mental, uh, spiritual way, on a mindfulness way. On We're having tools there. There's something where people are, are able to be part of something called the Passion Village. Awesome. Where we have tools and products. So things that can help you in business, things that can help you with health, things that can help you in your daily life, in in relationships. Um, So, so there's, we're not focusing on any one type of person. The great thing is this is something that's targeted to millennials as well as retirees. It's targeted to CEOs and and salespeople as well as uh, housewives or, you know, stay at home dads. It's really something something that can benefit everybody. And the great part is aside from having world-class speakers and amazing content, there's a lot of things that we do to engage the audience and there's going to be a lot of movement. There's going to be a lot of ways to interact and get to know each other. We're doing the events on Monday, Tuesday it's uh, it's May 7th and 8th and uh, Monday night we're doing a costume networking party. So there's, there's unique ways that we uh, break the ice and uh, people are going to leave with accountability partners. They're going to leave with people that are going to support them on and on. Yeah. We're doing very unique things throughout the summit, aside from including the meals, including healthy food, including um, smoothies that are, that are healthy and, and, and making sure people are hydrated and, and, and incorporating habits that at least for those two days people will be part of and learn to continue them because they're going to realize they're going to really enjoy um, how they feel from those habits. Um, the other thing is we're creating a global community of like-minded people. And nice. as after the event, we're going to be publishing a book that shares the top 20 or 25 passion stories of some of our attendees. I love that. uh, that'll be yeah. extra, extra value for the people there. It'll be um, a way to spread the word and, you know, expand the uh, the summit as, as well. Uh, but some of the speakers, um, aside from Alex, aside from myself, aside from Hal Elrod, uh, Patricia Moreno, uh, Mary D, John Vroman, who's
0: the co-founder. Yeah, she's great. She's got a great story.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, But These are people from all different... Parts of different communities. Um, Alyssa Seely is a uh, gold medalist uh, in the paraplegic triathlon. Um, so I have people from all walks of life. I have people that resonate with different communities. So there's there's people that are going to come that may they may only know one or two or
0: three of them. So it's not the same thing over and over. Yeah, I've got a question. Why do you think it's important to learn from people from all walks of life? Like you just mentioned a whole array of people. Um, What's the importance of that just in general um, for, for individuals who are trying to be their best selves? I think it gives
1: people the opportunity to decide for themselves what resonates best with them. And it's very easy to come off as a motivational speaker and try to inspire. And the bottom line is you can lead a horse to water. It's not going to yep. drink. Yep. And and yep. I, I know from personal experience, there's people in my own in my own family, okay, that I see where they could be. Yeah. <laughs> they're happy where they're at. Just a few changes could make a world of difference, but they're happy with where they're at. And when you even offer something that is meant from the heart, mm. a lot of times it's taken as I don't need anyone to tell me anything, you know, and, and it, it, it's, it's one of those things. So you, you really have to realize that, that this summit is for people who really want to be a better version of themselves and who want to learn and expand their
0: knowledge. It's really not for the people who already know everything, yeah, which uh, seems to be a larger and larger percentage of the population these days. Exactly. Uh, I love that. No, that's 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 so, it sounds like an amazing summit. Um, and when is it? It is May 7th and 8th, and
1: uh, we've created a code for your audience. Uh, the best way to find out about it is online. It's thepassionsummit.com. It's in Schomburg, Illinois, right outside of Chicago. And um, really easy to get to from O'Hare Airport. Uh, the code is GROUNDED, all caps, all one word, G-R-O-U-N-D-E-D. And uh, that'll take $350 off of the uh, ticket price, which is nine ninety seven. dollars So there's a substantial savings there. It's a two-day event. It includes lunch both days. We have a great room rate at the hotel, which is the Hyatt's. And um, at that hotel, I think it's $138 for the night. That includes their breakfast buffet. A lot of people are uh, sharing rooms. Um, And and it's it's really an amazing opportunity because we're taking over the whole ballroom and we have a big presence in the hotel as well. Uh, They've recently remodeled it,
0: so uh, I'm super excited. It's a great venue for, for this particular event. That sounds like an amazing event. So anybody who's interested or near the area, or does, who is not near the area, who just wants to be around Carrie and this amazing group of people, he's he's curating. Uh, we'll include all the links um, on uh, on our website uh, when the, when the when this episode goes live, and and uh, please check it out. Uh, and uh, yeah, Carrie's an amazing person, as you can tell, uh, who I'm actually not done talking to yet. And oh, I know. Let me let me throw in one more thing about
1: yeah. passion because. There's the whole second half we didn't touch on, and that's giving back. And aside from being inspired and having the great content and the resources and the networking and all those things, the second day has a big emphasis on gratitude and on giving back to others. And we're actually bringing in three charities for people to see if it resonates with them. One is the Front Row Foundation, where we take people, and I, I'm, I've been fortunate to have been a founding member for the past 13 years. Good for um, you. Uh, and that's, It's an awesome experience. I've, I've been lucky enough to take three people on experiences of their own. Um, one has passed since, um, but we, we take people with life-threatening challenges and put them in their front row of their favorite theater, concert, sporting event, and it's really a front row experience, and it's really about a way to live your life in the front row. I love uh, the that. family gets to see their loved one that way. We have pictures and video that they can cherish, and and they become part of the front row community. Um, another effort, which is more of a grassroots effort that we do here as uh, part of part of my company, is something called a warmer winter and uh, every year in december uh we bring food and clothing and hot chocolate and hugs to chicago's homeless community and you know there was a point I, I would never forget it happened last year when um when there was a man who just broke down and cried because i had hugged him and his remark was you know most people are afraid of the homeless most people don't even consider us as, as human and this yeah. is the first time in amount of years that someone's actually even touched them. So right. y- y- there, there's that issue. And then um, Angel Wings International is another charity we're bringing in. They've created a hospital in Haiti. And a friend of mine, Andy Janty, um who lost a number of his uh, family in in the disaster in Haiti uh, is, right. is part of that. So there's a lot of unique things we're doing. And, I love and it all I- We want people to to continue to connect and the community is going to be invited at the summit to participate in two trips that are on an annual basis. Um, One is a giving back trip and this year it's going to be to Puerto Rico. And another is a a passion trip to Havana, Cuba. So we're always looking to offer unique opportunities, uh, present them with the people you would want to do them with. And that's, that's a big part of it. So thepassionsummit.com and, uh, promo
0: code is grounded that's awesome i um we at java press we we partner with make a wish um and so i totally understand the life-threatening illnesses uh we actually had one of our wish children pass a couple months ago and that was really hard for me personally and the team um so definitely understand that the feeling i love what you're doing at the front row foundation um and uh let me ask you this uh you you mentioned you mentioned that you had somebody, one of the people that you, uh, you helped pass recently, how did that experience impact you? Um, You know, and you mentioned gratitude as well. How does gratitude fuel into all of this? And, and what kind of a habit does gratitude play in your daily life?
1: It plays a huge part. And I'm thankful for every minute I'm alive. I'm thankful for my family. Um, You know, I'm, I'm, thankful for the life that i have and the ability to give back and and make a difference in other people's lives the um i actually have so with front row we um we always create a book nice. for every recipient and in it um you know here's something from the pit uh, the ticket we went to a pirates voyage in Myrtle Beach and this was september 26 2012 this was a very unique experience and emotional roller coaster for me because this boy and his family lived within an hour of of where I live. And, uh, you know, when we went to uh, put some of this over here so you can kind of see some of the things that we did, that was the first time over here that um, we called him Rockstar Mike that he ever saw an ocean. Wow. Uh, he was very limited. He travels uh, because of his his disease, and really, when he was at this event, and um, I'm looking down to pull something up for you here, it was really uh, it was really an amazing experience. So you know he he ended up passing shortly after, but before that, um, myself, my family all had an opportunity to visit him, and uh, the time I visited him at hospice, he had that book. Out on his uh, bed and his family and him were you know remembering that and it's just not everyone has the opportunities that you have and by opportunities that may be full functionality of their body it might be mental capacity it might be health whatever the situation is you know we take for granted the body that we have the life we live Um, but to be able to make a difference in someone's life and see that difference in their eyes, and and just see them explode with excitement for something that they're passionate about, and not dwell on their disease, not dwell on their current situation, you're really elevating them out of that space. And um, it's
0: just an honor to be able to do something like that. I yeah I. I can feel it just in in the way you're expressing this, um, just the joy and gratitude um, flowing through you. Do you have any tips for people uh, as far as like creating more gratitude and appreciation in their life? Um, Because I know it gets really hard, especially when things are tough to look back. And I Mm -hmm. think that's when it's most important to be grateful when things are hard in your life. Um, So how do you how do you, do you have any advice for people who might find it hard to be grateful or might find it hard to appreciate when things around them are all falling apart? I think that when things are falling
1: apart, and, and, and let me back up, you wanna be in a, a state so that ideally you can stop things before they start falling apart. Right. Uh, so it's a mindset of And it's almost like a ninja-like skill that when things are coming at you, you're able to deflect, you're able to keep your focus because there's always gonna be negative influences, there's always going to be bad decisions. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I think the biggest part is understanding that when you are making a decision and when you're doing anything that requires a cognitive space, that you do it in a cognitive state of mind as opposed to an emotional state of mind Mm. and i talk about that in my book and i use an example called the five minute rule and when you are presented with something that is negative now this could be you just got rear-ended by another car and now you're late and luckily everyone's okay but you're upset when you step out of the car are you yelling at the other person are you in that are you prolonging that frame of mind or are you in a situation where you realize this just happened I can't change it so the more I dwell on it the more it's a waste of my time and my mental capacity right Right. Um, you really have to move forward and, and be free of those emotions so I think that appreciation goes two ways when you're outside, you know, you should be able to appreciate a sunrise or a sunset or the beauty of life. And when you notice something, just stop and take pause. And I'm running on a few tangents here, so stay with me. No, no, no. Of course. <laughs> because mindfulness, when you are meditating, it's look, feel, hear. And, and, and you can do that in your daily routines and, and, and you can do that when you're walking down the street and you can be very aware of the things you see, the things you're feeling, whether it's the ground that you're walking on, whether it's the wind at your face, whether it's the sounds you're hearing birds, animals, cars, anything, it's just a matter of appreciating what's around you. And a lot of times you can, uh, I can give you an example, you might be at a restaurant and until someone tells you, yeah, isn't that an amazing song? And then all of a sudden you listen and you hear the song, but you didn't hear it before, not because it wasn't there, but because your focus was on your conversation or on something else. So everyone has the ability to focus on whatever they're intentional about. So I think a big part of it is first to be aware of your surroundings, then jumping back into the five minute rule, when something terrible happens or something negative happens, it's on you to decide how to deal with it. And right. there's people that will say, you know what? This just put me in a bad mood for the rest of my day. Or I can't believe so-and-so didn't get into that school. And now I'm upset. I mean, yeah. these are, there are a million of them. The first world problems here, okay? <laughs> um, you have the choice if someone flips you off to take it personally and harbor that and tell everyone you meet for the next day or two days or a week, or you could let it brush off because that person really doesn't know who you are and you don't know what that person was going through today and you don't know what their story is. So I think people are very quick to judge other people and if you put that all in perspective, then anything that comes your way that needs a decision, whether it's an investment, you really need to take time and evaluate that. And again, learn to say no on certain things. Um, But I I think it's, it's, it's practice of all of these things that can make you very successful at navigating your way through the things that are presented to you through the world that you're living in. And with that, being able to find happiness in your days and being able to be grateful for the things that um, you experience and whether that, that's food, whether that's sustenance, whether it's exercise, you know, it's it's all, you're in control of the way that you feel. No one can take that away from you
0: unless it's you. I love that. Um, You mentioned the word judge. I think uh, as much as we judge others, we also judge ourselves um, Mm -hmm. quite a bit, especially as we go through our days. Um, how do you navigate that part of it? when you notice yourself judging yourself for you didn't work hard enough or um, you didn't do enough and it's always about how much you didn't do how do you bring yourself back into that state of gratitude
1: well I'm pretty hard on myself and I know um, there's times that I'll sleep less and just do what I need to do yep oh so part of that is also having the right team behind you and that's sometimes easier said than done. Mm-hmm. I have a, uh, a great team on my production side and my business side and entertainment side where you know, we can do multiple events all over the world at the same time and I know there's people in charge doing the right thing and I'm always available to them. Um, with the Passion Summit, I have a great team of people behind me and, and, and with me and, and helping promote and, and amazing people on stage. It's who you surround yourself with. So, I think a question you asked earlier about mentors, and I mentioned I'm I'm fortunate to have people in my life that I could look at as mentors without having to quote unquote hire a mentor because I'm surrounded by these these people, and and that that's that's a fortunate uh, thing that I'm I'm aware of. Um, but but I I think it just depends on on each person. And their
0: own perspective on things, yeah, absolutely, so as you're working you, you seem like somebody who has so much going on in your life. Um, uh, how do you in the midst of all this, how do you stay grounded every single day? I try to decompress
1: at usually at night and and unplug and um, and and just focus on family time or whatever it is that that we're doing and and whether I'm working out I'm fully focused when I'm working out on that I'm not multitasking in thinking about my to-do list or anything else but I'm very intentional on a weekly and daily basis about my to-do list and although we all have one it's always uh, growing I try to not put more than six items as a major task for every day Mm. and that may not sound But when I first started doing that, I'm like, come on, I do 20, 30 things easily every day. Well, no, it's I'm talking about something that you're really focused on. And when you're intentional about it and you're not multitasking and you're not and, and and multitasking, I'm gonna jump to that for a second because a lot of people think they're being productive when they're going through emails or they're on a phone and they're also on the email you, you know, when you're talking to someone on the phone, if they're doing something else, they're not fully engaged. So you really have to focus on where do you want to spend your time? You want to spend your time with people that are fully engaged with you, or are you going through the motions, not engaged with them and they're not engaged with you and you're all just wasting time. So I, I think, uh, a lot of what I've been doing recently has been, uh, reaching out more and connecting more with my inner circle, uh, people that are coming into my inner circle and, and really relationships because everything is relationship based. And, uh, that's, that, that's a huge part. So if it's not me judging myself, my wife will put me in in perspective because, uh, you know, we, uh, we're very good in that sense. I mean, she's, she's much more grounded and in the, uh, The present realist term of that and I'm always creating and figuring it
0: out and on to the next thing so uh, you know it's who you surround yourself with I think that's uh, such a beautiful way to uh, to wrap up this conversation I think that ultimately um, living a life of passion at least from what I've learned from you on this call living a life of passion is a combination of living by your own brand Surround yourself with people that inspire you to be your best and um, working on things that light you up. And it sounds like you're doing just about every single one of those things, Carrie. I'm, uh, I'm trying. And
1: I think for your audience, um, something you could think about is everyone wants to get to the next level. But there's something about delayed gratification that is extremely important because yes. then when you really deserve it and you've earned it, you can really celebrate. And a lot of times you need to do what you need to do until you can choose to do what you want to do. Mm. If you think about that, it's doing what you need to do until you have the luxury of choosing to do what you want to do. But you have to put in your dues, you have to put in the work, you have to do whatever it takes to get to
0: that next level and you can do it. I love that. Hell yeah. You got me pumped. I'm going to go knock some pushups up after this, Carrie. Um, but, uh, again, I just wanted to thank you so much, Carrie, for your time, your, your passion and your energy. It's a cont- pleasure. Uh, for everybody, as, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, uh, we'll have all the information for the past. Um, and as well as uh Carrie's very generous gift, uh, of the, of the code to get $350 off, off the summit. So we'll definitely share more information on that. Um, but, uh, in the meantime, everybody, hope you have a wonderful week. Um, don't forget to stay grounded. We'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Raj. Thank you very much. Right. Thanks, Kerry. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of the Stay Grounded podcast brought to you by Java Press Coffee Company. My name is Raj, and I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to make daily happiness a priority. If you're interested in learning more about how your morning coffee can turn into a consistent source of joy in your life, visit www.javapress.com to learn how our products can help you do that and use the coupon code podcast for 10% off your purchase. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.